Welcome to the Soul Service Podcast. I'm your host, Anastasia Burtnick. I am a spiritual life coach, energy healer, and psychic medium on a mission to help you heal, awaken, and expand your light and consciousness. If you are a spiritual seeker ready to learn, grow, and live and breathe your purpose here on this earth, you are in the right place, my friend. Together, we are going to dive deep into opening our hearts, healing our shadows, connecting with our souls, and raising our vibes so you can live your best life ever. Let's dive in. Good morning, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Soul Service Podcast. I'm so excited to be here with you today. As always, I just love you guys. I know I say that a lot, but I do. I love you guys. If you are not listening to this in the morning, happy day whenever you are listening to this. So today's episode is actually going to be a little bit different. Um, I want to talk about body image and spirituality and weight gain and my upcoming breast reduction and kind of some things that I'm doing to prepare for that. So as you can see, like this is, this is very different from most of the episodes that I've recorded. Um, but this is something that I really want to share with you because I know that it's, especially around the body image, it's something that I struggled with for a long time. And I, I mean, I'm human. I still have bad days. Um, but mixing that with spirituality and your, your, your journey, that's a big key. And so many of you have either reached out to me or just brought it up in conversation um, that you do struggle with this. So I really want to dive into kind of some of the nuances around this and how you can start hmm, feeling better about yourself, feeling more confident in your own body and really feeling aligned and just in love with your body. So the first thing I want to say is that you can love your body and still want to change it. There's nothing wrong with that. Just like you can love yourself and still want to change and grow. There's, there's no difference. But oftentimes when we think of the body, we think that if we want to change it, then we can't love ourselves or we can't accept ourselves. But that's just not true. That's a very common misconception that I find a lot of people think. And it's something that I even thought for a long time, especially within um, the body positive community. I think it's an excellent community. Um, but sometimes I feel like the messaging gets a little bit twisted and exercising is not okay and, and learning how to eat for your body is not okay. Um, there's, there's little nuances within that, but the thing is, is that you can love your body and accept your body as it is and still want to change. But the difference is that you are changing from a place of love versus from a place of hating yourself. So for me, for example, prior to my spiritual awakening, so I guess that officially started, the spirituality portion officially started in 2016. Personal development started uh, in about the end of 2014 is when I first started picking up 
personal development books and listening to podcasts. So it's, it's been going on for quite a while now, but you know, I can remember for my entire life, I hated my body. And, you know, truthfully, I look back and I look back at old pictures of me and it, it breaks my heart to look at them because I know, and I can recall just how much pain I was in. There was so much hurt in my heart and so much of it was because of what society has told us is acceptable. And I unfortunately didn't grow up in a household where the body was a positive thing. I mean, my, my mom, she's beautiful and she also has a lot of wounds as do most parents. And the narrative I heard from her is that she has to lose weight and she's not good enough. And there, there's a whole, whole bunch of things. And I took that to mean, as a child, I took that to mean that if I was those things, I wouldn't be good either. And that mixed with society telling you you had to be thin and you had to have large breasts and you had to do all of these different things and you can't have acne and you have to wear makeup and you have to look sexual and it's a lot it's a lot and ah, man yeah just it breaks my heart you know when i was growing up i ended up uh, this has never been diagnosed, but I had body dysmorphic disorder. So that is where the way you view your body is skewed. Um, that can feel like parts of you don't belong. Um, that, like it can go into extremes and, and stuff where you could actually want to remove parts of your body or like cut them or something. Um, I was not that bad, but what I, mine, what mine was like as I would look at myself and I was not by any means overweight. I wasn't thin either, but I wasn't overweight. And I want to tread carefully here because as I explain what my mind was going through back then, this is no judgment on anyone. This is just how my own mind in my wounds used to think. So please don't take any of this on as being bad. So what I used to think, and like I said, I was by, by no means overweight. I think I, geez, I think when I was a teen, I wore like a size four, but I would look at myself and all I could see was how fat I was, how I wasn't thin. I had friends that were thinner than I was. And boys typically liked them more. So I felt like I was fat. I felt like I was rejected, unlovable, unworthy. You can see where all of this self-esteem and these, these wounds came in. And not only would I look at myself and think I was fat, but I, I would think that I, instead of weighing like 115 pounds, I thought that I was, I looked like I weighed 300 plus. And again, I, I don't want to, I want to make it clear. I'm not shaming anyone's body weight. But in my skewed mind, when I was growing up, I looked at that and, and that was horrible to me. 
So if, if you are listening to this podcast, it doesn't matter what you weigh, you are beautiful and worthy as you are. You can love and accept yourself as you are, and there is no shame in who you are. So I grew up and these are the views that I had of myself and, and I couldn't see it. I couldn't see it at all. I couldn't see what other people saw. All I saw when I looked in the mirror was my wounds and my insecurities being amplified by my ego. And that just fed into itself. It was a vicious cycle. And I used to, I used to binge eat all the time. I never purged, but I'd binge eat and then I'd starve myself. And I, I just never felt worthy. And at some point, so it was about, well, end of 2014, beginning of 2015, when I first started getting into personal development, I, at that point, um, I was weighing about 145 pounds and still again, thinking like I was, over like the 300 plus mark. And so you can still see it was so skewed back then. And I ended up exercising and learning about fitness really for the first time in my life, which was never something that was present. Yeah. I mean, there was gym class, but I, I didn't, and I was in the military, but I didn't learn about actual fitness. I didn't learn about how to eat. I didn't learn anything about nutrition or exercise and how to actually help your body get stronger. It was so very, it was so very unhealthy. Um, so that I was learning this for the first time, how to start eating and how to exercise and what feel, what feels good for my body and just the importance of it. Cause before that I had never, never exercised. So I was weighing about 145 pounds at this point and I ended up getting down to about one 128. But I was so like, I was actually very, very small. Um, I was clothing wise, I was in about a size two, like I, I look tiny. But even though I was in the best shape of my life, looking the best I'd ever had, in relation to society's standards, I still felt unworthy. I still felt like I was that same 300 plus pound person, even though I, I've never even experienced what that's like. But my vision was so skewed. My wounds were so strong. All that trauma was so strong that I couldn't see the beauty in myself. And my biggest fear was gaining weight. And it was... It was horrible living like that. It, it was just awful. And I would beat myself up. The things I would say to myself, I mean, you, would, you probably wouldn't even say it to your enemy. There were actually times when I used to wish that I could be anorexic because at least I'd be thin. 
how, how fucked up is that? And all of this really did come from what was expected of me as a woman. It came from my mom's trauma, came from years of being bullied. And I carried that forward. Now what happened after, so this was 2015 when I was in in really great shape. And then in April of 2016, is when I finally had my surgery for my military injury. And after my surgery, I had a, I had a really tough recovery, really, really tough. And my, I wasn't able to move my body. I wasn't able to work out. Um, it took me forever to get my range of motion back. I was in a lot of pain and like that ended up becoming a whole thing. Plus I was dealing with trauma from the military. Um, I was dealing with my body literally rebelling in every way against me um, to the point where there were days when I couldn't get out of bed. I was also living with major depressive disorder at that time. Like I, I am not joking when I say I wanted to kill myself every day. I was in a very dark place and that was the official beginning of my spiritual awakening. But what happened in the meantime around that is that I ended up gaining 40 pounds, been the heaviest that I'd ever been. So I went up to 170. And it was heartbreaking for me at that point in time. It was heartbreaking because I saw all the work that I put in and I just, I started binge eating again and eating junk. And then it was mixed with also me wanting to hide away. So there's, there's quite a few reasons why I gained the weight. And I think that it's been a beautiful spiritual lesson for me because truthfully, if I hadn't gained this weight, I don't know that I'd be be able to appreciate my body in the same way I do today. So some of the reasons I gained weight, there were, there were the physical reasons, like I wasn't able to be as active. I was dealing with chronic pain and depression. Um, my hormones were out of whack. And then I was honestly just eating like shit and I was self-sabotaging and, and I was punishing myself. So it was this vicious cycle of I'd, I'd eat junk food to make me feel better and get instant gratification, which then I would feel worse after. And then I'd beat myself up. So then I'd eat more junk food to temporarily feel better. And then I'd feel worse again. And you can see how this cycle repeats. So that's, that's the physical part of it. And then the other part is the, the spiritual side of it. And this is very common, especially in people who are empaths. Um, they will hold extra weight on their bodies, especially when they're starting to come into spiritual work, especially when they're healing from traumas and wounds. Having physical weight on your body is a way to protect and shield yourself. And it keeps you 
from being fully seen. It, it allows you to hide more. Now, this is not the case for everyone. Not everyone goes through this, but this is very common. And this is one of the reasons why I do want to talk about this, is that when we are going through different spiritual processes, it is very common for people to gain weight. Sometimes it's so you can shield and block other people's energy. Other times it's so you don't have to be seen. Um, there's, there's so many reasons and beliefs that can tie into why you're gaining weight. And sometimes it's even about healing your relationship with your body, even though in those moments, it doesn't feel like that. And, you know, honestly, a lot of times we feel whether this is a conscious or not, or like a subconscious belief, we feel like we have to learn lessons the hard way. And that's another way that weight gain comes in. Now for me, once I started gaining weight after my surgery, I spent a lot of time hiding. And this was also because of my own wounds surrounding the military because I was harassed and, and um, I lost opportunities and people accused me of not doing my job. There's a, there's a whole bunch of things. And I was also accused of faking my injury um, and the, the level of difficulty and pain that I was having. So I was on top of wanting to hide for other reasons. I was also terrified of being seen at all, even living, even living, because if somebody saw me with a smile on my face, they, they would think that, oh, nope, there's nothing wrong with you. You're not struggling with anything because everything was invisible. So for me, it really was about hiding away. But what started happening is at the very beginning of my spiritual awakening, I, I had actually joined a group. It was called May You Love Yourself Spiritually. And it was, um, it was a beach body group run by a, one of the coaches, but she also within that month was teaching about spirituality. Now, if you don't know this, I had actually been a, a beach body coach prior to becoming a life coach. And I was not successful <laughs> in any way whatsoever um, because truthfully, it wasn't fully in alignment with me, but it was it was a good lesson and a good vehicle to bring me to where I am today. So I'm grateful for that. But yeah, I was, I was part of the Beachbody community and um, that's how I started learning about fitness and everything and still do their programs um, and their workouts today. I love it. I just, but I do it in my own way. Um, I don't like being restricted, <laughs> but I had, I had joined this group and I knew that I couldn't exercise, um, but I wanted to try to at least be eating well, which I totally failed at, but I started the spiritual awakening and I started learning about angels and Oracle cards and crystals and chakras. And I swear when I started that, it it awoke something in me. I was lit up. 
And from then on, I started learning about my body. I started learning about moon cycles and the, the cycles of, uh, of the womb, like the menstrual cycle and each phase of it and how it relates to different aspects of spirituality and different aspects of your, your spiritual gifts and just the cycles of life and everything. And as I started to learn that, I also started to work on my relationship with my body. And I started to get really, I I wouldn't say comfortable because it was very uncomfortable at the time, but I started to to dive deeper into, into my body and how I was viewing it. And, you know, I, I don't know if you've ever, um, listened to Louise Hay's work or read any of her work, but one of, um, I think it's in her Life Loves You book. One of her exercises is um, it's mirror work. And you literally stand in front of a mirror and you say, I love you. I love you. And you say that to yourself while looking yourself in the eye, while looking at your body in the mirror. And oh, the first few times I did it, I cried. I cried so much because I, I had so much difficulty loving myself. But the more I did it, the more comfortable I became with it. And the more that those negative thoughts started leaving my mind and that love started coming in. And, and it's been a practice. It has truly been a practice over these years coming into my body and being able to look at it with love and with reverence to be able to embrace the extra weight that I have on my body, the differences in my curves, the differences in how my body functions and feels and to let go of the expectations put on me by society, by other people, by my parents. I had to really come into what my soul felt and knows about my body. And I really came into also the natural rhythms of my body. So that same year in 2016, I went off birth control. Um, I ended up a few months after I, and I have a copper IUD and the reason I went that route is because I no longer wanted any hormonal birth control. Fun side note that I'll get to is that because of birth control, my breasts went from like a C to a G. So that's fun. Cause I was very, I was normal to small chested. I mean, it's all normal, but I was like considered more small chested for most of my life. And then it felt like in a period of six, six to eight months, they just ballooned. So yeah, that's super fun. Um, (laughs) But I decided to come off of the hormonal birth control because I wasn't, 
I was at this point as well, I was having a lot of body issues on top of the weight gain and the depression and everything. And I wanted to really come back in and start healing my body holistically. And that, that was so key for me. So it was coming off of birth control. And honestly, it took my body two years to regulate itself for my hormones to finally find their own cycle. And I was, I still diligently track my, my cycle and my period every month. And now I, I know what, how it works. I know what goes on with it. I also know that sometimes when a spiritual change is needed, my, my cycle will shift and it'll just like radically do it. Um, you might find a doctor that, that says like, that's not healthy, but I know my body and I know the cycles and everything. But it did. It took two years for me to heal my, just my hormones and my menstrual cycle after coming off of birth control. And then I started learning about herbs and supplements and how to naturally heal your body. I started using essential oils. And now I'm, I mean, over the past year, I've become an essential oil fiend. I use it for absolutely everything. And you know what? Honestly, it works and it feels amazing. I also converted my entire home over to chemical-free cleaning. There, is, there are no chemicals in my house. I don't use them. Not in my laundry soap, not in my dishwasher, not in my sprays, like floors, nothing. There, I, I don't use chemicals. And that in itself has been a huge healing component for my body. And, and you might be wondering why I'm going into kind of this healing side, but when you heal your physical body. So you, you heal your hormones and you're, you're eating better and you're learning about inflammatory foods and like how your body reacts to different food. Um, when you stop using chemicals in your home, all of that helps your physical body feel better. And it also helps your connection to your body because even if you are the most healed and you love your body, if you are having a bad day where your emotions are higher, where your body is bloated or feeling sluggish or not well, you're, you're not going to love your body the same way that you would when it's, when it's feeling really good. So the more that you can make your physical body feel good, the easier it is for you to love it. And don't get me wrong, that's not to say that if I'm that if you or me or anyone is having a bad body image day or just a bad day with your with how your body is physically feeling, doesn't mean you're gonna automatically hate it. But it can take more effort to give it the love that it deserves. Remember that no matter what you are healing, the healing is never done. The healing is always continuing and moving forward. And there's always layers. So you might work on an issue. It might come up 10, 20 times over your life. Maybe more, maybe less. But the reason that it's coming up is not because you haven't been healing it. It's because 
you're then being asked to heal a new layer. And there is no shame in that. And there is nothing wrong with that because everyone goes through it. So when you can start treating all of you, your mind, your body, your soul, with the love and respect that it deserves, things will start getting easier and your perceptions will start shifting. You know, another big healing component for me was looking at judgments. And this actually gets into shadow work as well. But at the time, I didn't realize that that was shadow work because I hadn't been um, introduced to it yet. But I looked at judgments And, you know, I used to look at people who were larger than me, who were overweight. And I would, oh, I was, in my mind, I was horrible. I I would judge them, like, how could you let yourself get like that? I would never do that. Um, How could you not care about yourself? And, And these judgments were so harsh and full of hate. And what they were really full of is self-hate. Because if I had gained weight or if I had, if I were to look like whoever I was judging, I would be even more unworthy than I already was. So it was more about me than about somebody else. But I had to start looking there. Now, on, I, don't, I don't say things like that. That's not my internal dialogue. I love everyone for who they are, where they're at. And the thing is, you don't know, you don't know someone's story and what somebody's body looks like, what somebody, how somebody feels, like none of that makes them more or less worthy. They are worthy as they are. And that's the place that I've come to through healing but back then it was i was not able to get to that place but i started looking at these judgments and when i started looking at these judgments that i was coming up with i would then stop myself and i would in my mind compliment the person i would find beautiful things about the person that i was looking at i would take away those judgments and i would bring love and positivity And that was a beautiful way for me to shape my internal dialogue. And then eventually I started getting into shadow work and I could see the gifts in my weight gain. I could see the gifts in loving my body at a larger size. I could see the the gifts that that it was giving me. I also learned to appreciate my body more because honestly there was a time when I would lie down on my back and it this is like really weird but like I felt like my butt was like in my back and like it just it was like painful because my butt was so big at that point um and that's just like how it felt in my physical body like it didn't feel physically good to me and I learned to appreciate when my body didn't feel good I learned to appreciate when it did feel good and how I could change my perception so it it literally is a is a huge mental game because for many years my body didn't change at all 
I just held on to that weight, but I learned to love myself. I learned to wear a dress that showed off more of my body and still looked good in my eyes. I got, I learned to start being seen and that it was a big, big journey. So I want you to know that wherever you are, if you are in love with your body, if you're not, if you're somewhere in the middle, just know that you are safe and that you are worthy as you are. And that this healing is a journey. And it, again, there's layers. So you don't have to, there's no end goal that you have to get to. And you can want, again, to change your body without hating it. And here, here's, and this is, this is the other thing is, you know, I'm at a point where I am exercising more. I'm wanting to change my body. I don't have, I mean, I kind of have a goal weight that I want to get to, but I also don't specifically care if I get to that number because I don't know if my body is going to embrace that number. Maybe I'll carry more muscle and less fat and I'll still be heavier. Like it, that part doesn't matter to me, but what I am doing is I'm focusing on releasing excess fat from my body that my body doesn't need. I'm focusing on getting stronger, on having my lungs work better. I'm focusing on moving my body so that my joints feel good and I have more energy and I sleep better. And I'm wanting to make these changes But for the first time, it's not because I hate myself. And back when I lost weight in like 2015, I hated myself into making those changes. I'd punish myself. I would beat myself up. And now, one, it's so much easier for me to make changes because I am loving myself into them. And they are also aligned with my highest self. They are aligned with my soul. And when you can get into alignment with your highest self, when you can get into alignment with your soul and the reasons behind why you are doing what you are doing, then change will come easier. Now, it doesn't mean it doesn't take effort. It does. it's still a practice. You're not just going to align with your soul and, and change your entire life in one day. That's not, that's not reasonable, but the change comes easier and you will stay more committed. You will be more consistent. You will see more progress and not worry about perfection because you are coming from your soul, from that place of love. A good example of this is for me exercising now, I am doing it to have more energy, to have better sleep, to feel better, to feel stronger. Those are more personal reasons. I also do want to feel more confident. I do want to be able to be seen even more than I am. And let me be clear, that's not specifically about 
a certain way my body looks. It's about the energy I carry. I do want to improve my sex drive more because even though it's now been uh, four years since I've been off of hormonal birth control, that really hasn't returned much. So I kind of have to, at this point, force myself into it. So there are changes that I'm making and adding and adding things in to heal myself that way. So I'm doing these things because it's going to make me feel good. Now on an even higher level is when I feel good, when I feel strong, when I feel energetic, when I get to good sleep, I will show up better in my relationships. I will show up better here for all of you. I will be able to hold more space for people in my business. All of like all of these things that I'm doing to change my body is not just about changing my body. It's it's allowing me to show up as the highest version of myself. It's allowing me to step deeper into the purpose that my soul has and to have the energy and full capacity on every level to do so. So you can see that this is something that is more sustainable, is actually achievable because I'm doing it from that place of love and my soul and my purpose instead of hating myself into changes. Because when you hate yourself into changes, you might see progress for a little bit, but there is a point where you are going to fall off and, and you're not going to feel good. You're going to feel empty no matter how many things you achieve in that state. But when you do it from this soul-aligned place, you are going to feel so full. And on the days that your ego gets in the way and you feel empty, it's easy to realign and get back that fullness, get back into alignment with your soul and that, that flow of feeling good. So allow yourself to change from that place because you're loving yourself on the entire journey, not just part of it, not just the end. You're loving yourself throughout. And oh boy, does that make life beautiful? So now... I'm going to do a little bit of a pivot here and talk about my upcoming breast reduction, which I am so excited for. And there's a few reasons why I want to share this. One is because I want to be open about what I'm doing to prepare for it um, and kind of my reasoning behind why I'm getting it. And also, and I've been asked this by a few people, is is part of the reason why I am getting a reduction um, so that I am, so that it's like, oh, I can't, how am I phrasing this? It's part of the reason why I'm getting the, reduc the reduction because I don't want to be seen by men as much. Like, does it make me feel safer? So let's dive into this part. 
So as you know, I mentioned it earlier in the, in the episode here, I was actually always very like smaller chested um, my entire life. So until about mm, 24, 23, 23, 24. And then within the space of about six to eight months maximum, I went from a C to a G. And my, like, so my breast tissue is breast tissue. It doesn't have a lot of fat around it. So when I, if I gain or lose weight, I mean, kind of like my chest will change a little bit, like armpit area, but my actual breasts don't change. So they are what they are. So losing weight, it's not going to, not going to change them because I, I had them when I was like 130 pounds and size two and stuff. So they're, they're here to stay. And it was very uncomfortable for me because they came at a time where I was like, I I think I was injured by that point. I don't even know. It's been so long and I can't do math. Um, But it, it came at a point where I was feeling already really I'd already felt really bad about my body and I was then at the point where I didn't want to be seen and I was trying to hide. And truthfully, it's very difficult when you are the size I am to find bras that fit and ones that are comfortable. And I have one actual bra, the rest are like bralettes that are a long line and I just kind of like squish them in there. It's, it's a whole thing. Um, so that's why also why a lot of people don't realize how large they are because they're not like in a proper bra. They're kind of like pushed down and, and stuff. So I have one bra, one bra. And it like, it's so weird because it, it like holds them, but then it, for some reason it like separates them even more. So then if I'm walking, like my arms are literally like rubbing the sides of my boobs and it's very uncomfortable. And, you know, it's, they are so large that they, they garner a lot of attention. And it's just something that I'm not comfortable with. Now this, let me be very clear. This is um, still a place where I need to do healing around with being seen, with like being okay with and embracing my sensuality. These are still places where I have wounds and I'm working through them. But I personally know that for me, a reduction is going to be empowering and I'm not doing it because I hate myself. And that is, that is a very big key again, because if I was doing it because I hate myself, that's where you could get regrets. Like that's, you, you want to be in a position of love, if, especially if you're making a change and such a permanent change, you want to be in a position of loving yourself. And although I am uncomfortable with the size of my breasts at this point, I still love myself. I can still see the beauty in them. And the other reasons I'm doing it um, is I'm not, I'm not comfortable like I'm really uncomfortable with them and physically I'm getting a lot of like back pain, neck pain. Like my pecs are like perpetually so tight. It is ridiculous. Like my, I have 
one of my arms keeps like going numb because it's like pressing on my nerves, but it's, it's because like I have so much weight pulling me forward. Um, and then, oh, what was the other thing? I don't even know. Anyway, the back, the back pain. Oh, I can't breathe. I can't, I can't breathe. That's a fun thing. Um, I don't know if you've ever experienced this, but whenever I do like a chest opener stretch, like if I like put my hands behind my back and like open my chest kind of thing, or if I do a back bend, because there's so much weight on my chest and even within a sports bra, it's like so compressing, I actually will start to like black out because I like, I can't breathe. And it's not like my neck or anything. It's, it's literally just because there's so much weight on my chest. So that's, that's the other reason for me for getting it. And yeah, I'm, that's, that's why I'm getting it. Um, if you guys have questions about any of this after you listen to the episode, let me know. Um, I'm also, I will, uh, do an episode about, um, my recovery, like post reduction. Um, in case there's any of you that are thinking about doing a reduction or even potentially an explant, because they're, they're different, but they're, they're similar in some ways. Um, and we can talk about this more because you know what, it's not talked about enough. Um, and especially reductions, it is so hard to find anybody who talks about it. So I do want to be very open and honest with you guys. So my reduction as of today is going to be in five weeks. So by the time you listen to it, it'll be four weeks because this is going to come out next week. Um, and one of the things that I am really focusing on in this period prior to my actual surgery is prepping my body and also prepping my mind and my soul. This is the first time I will have surgery where I am fully awake and fully aligned into my spiritual gifts and my soul and just what it means to really do the prep work and and everything. Because before I would would go in, I'd have a lot of fear energy and um, I didn't really, I, I didn't know how to take care of my body. I didn't know how to take care of my soul in the way that I needed to back with previous surgeries. So this time I'm really coming in from this very deeply soul aligned place and I'm setting intentions for it. So previously I've had slow recovery times and although I've never had complications per se, the, the, I've never recovered the way that normal people do. And on a, on a conscious and subconscious level, and then also on a soul level, I am going to be clearing that out. I don't want those beliefs within me. And I'm going to be working very closely with creator using theta healing, which is the energy healing that I'm certified in that I highly recommend you guys all do a session with me because it is incredible. The, just the the beautiful like results and like outcomes that come from it. But I am consciously going to be using my theta healing on a daily basis to clear out fear around the surgery, to clear out any beliefs that are 
contrary to the result that I want. The reason that I'm doing this prep work, and then I'm also going to be bringing in the beliefs that I do want so that I heal easily and quickly, that I heal with, without pain. Um, and, you know, some of you might be thinking, well, that's not realistic. Like, how could you do this without pain? But, you know, the mind is a very powerful thing. So I'm really going to be focusing on this because the more I prep myself that way, the better the position I'm going to be in when I go in for surgery. This is actually something that my own coach did for giving birth where she set intentions and she was very clear on how she wanted her birth experience to go. And it did go the way that she hoped. And you know, our minds and our souls are so powerful and we really do create the reality that we want. And the things that stop us from creating the reality we want is underlying beliefs, is underlying fears. So when we clear those away and heal those and make room for what we do want to come in, that's when we can actually receive what we want. So I'm really focusing on prepping my mind and my soul for this. The other thing I'm going to be doing is prepping my body. So I am going to be prepping essential oils to once my, my stitches and stuff are off uh, to put on my scars so my skin heals and regenerates. I'm also going to be using it prior to surgery so my skin is well hydrated. It has a lot of nourishment so that it can it has good elasticity so that the the cells are already in a position where they can regenerate at a faster rate i'm going to be doing that prep work i am also getting massage especially around my pec area and i'm going to look into actual breast massage as well i've never had one but essentially what i'm focusing on is preparing the actual muscles and tissues around the area again to promote healing and elasticity, good blood flow, to make sure my muscles have, aren't holding extra tension. I'm going to be focusing on really eating well and having a plan for after surgery so that I don't fall into an old trap of mine or an old pattern of mine. So I'm going to be doing a lot of prep work like that. I'm also going to be doing a, a non-e-juice cleanse that I'm going to be starting. And I don't, I don't remember how long it's supposed to go for, but um, it helps you rid your body of parasites, which apparently can live in everybody. So if that's something that interests you, um, we can chat about it in DMs. Um, but all of these things that I'm doing is to really help my hormones be good, my body be prepped, um, my cells be in the best form that they can be in because I want it to go well. And I, I do not want to have complications. I do not want to have struggles. I want to go into this with very clear intentions. And you know, if it doesn't 
if something goes wrong, then it, then it goes wrong. But I will know that I have done absolutely everything I can to prep myself. And, you know, truthfully, I 100% believe that because I'm going to be doing this prep work, that it is going to go smoothly and I'm going to heal faster than ever. The other thing I'm going to be doing is once I have the surgery, I am going to be going into a theta healing state every day to help repair the tissues. You know, this is a really neat thing about theta healing is you can actually use this type of healing to heal tissues, to heal bones, to regenerate nerves and, and, and everything. The only limits that are there are ones that have to do with the law of the laws of the universe and also your own beliefs. The, the biggest limits that you have are going to be your beliefs. If you believe that it can work, that is more powerful than if you got 20 of the world's top healers to come and do a healing on you and you didn't believe because you wouldn't receive it. You'd be energetically blocking that healing. So believing in the healing is like 95% of the work and then doing it and prepping yourself and everything is the, like the other 5%. But if you don't believe it'll happen, it won't. So I'm really going to be focusing on also drinking lots of water. Like it's a lot of mind, body, and soul prep. And no matter what you're doing in your life, whether you've had an injury, whether you are going to be giving birth, whether you're going to be running a marathon or even just stepping into a new level of life or business, you can use these same, um, sorry guys, I hit my, I hit my thingy where my mic is, but you can use these same building blocks in any area of your life. If you want to reach a new financial goal, if you want to release yourself from debt, you work on clearing the beliefs, you work on clearing the fears, you work on bringing in the new beliefs and um, calling in the abundance. You prep your body so that it's in alignment. You prep your home. Use essential oils. Go for walks, get in nature, connect with spirit. Like all of these things, it's, it's never just one thing that needs to happen. Everything is interconnected. And I know you've heard me say this before, but how you show up in one area of, of your life is how you show up in every area. So allow yourself to explore this and really start being intentional with what you are doing, what you are thinking noticing what your feelings are and honoring what your needs are. And remember, there is no quick fix for any one thing. 
if you are in debt and you need more money or if you want to rise to the next level in your business, it's not just about business. It's about your relationships. It's about your health. It's about your spiritual connection. It's about everything. So, and the same goes with if you're releasing weight and exercising. If you want to release excess weight and fat from your body, you have to look at how you're showing up in business, how you're showing up in relationships. Like all of it's interconnected. So allow yourself to really be intentional. Set those intentions. Heal your fears. Change your beliefs. And get help. I know I tell you guys this all the time, but get help. You do not have to do it alone. And you know, doing it alone just makes it so much harder. So get help. Whether it is from me, if you do theta healing or coaching with me, you can get help from me. You can listen. You can continue listening to the podcast. You can request podcast episodes. Did you know that? If there's something you really want to hear about or something that's on your heart, you can be like, hey, Anastasia, you know, I've been thinking about this. Can you do an episode on this? And if I don't know the answer or I personally can't, I will find a guest so that you can get the help you need. Mind-blowing, right? (laughs) So get help. And if it's from someone else, get, that's okay too. Like get help where you need it because doing it alone is hard. You know, oftentimes you don't get there. You might be sitting in the same place for five years saying like, I've been trying to do this on my own for so long and I'm never getting anywhere. Do you want to do that? Or do you want to get help? Investing in yourself and getting in the help you need is a beautiful thing. And it is such a beautiful gift. And you are worthy of receiving it. And again, if there is a fear there that comes up that you're like, well, what if it doesn't work? Well, what if it does? Look at releasing that fear and bringing in the possibility of when it works, when the help works. When you change your life, look at all that. Okay, guys, I'm going to leave this episode here for today. Thank you for listening. If you have questions about any of this, or if you want to request a podcast episode, anything, let me know. Um, I'm also going to be starting regular video trainings on Instagram all around shadow work. So each video is going to be, I'm thinking maybe like five to 10 minutes long. Um, And we're going to be diving into different areas of the shadow. So if there are triggers that you are having trouble working through, send me a message and I will actually do a training on it to help you start working through it. And as always, I love you guys so, so much. You are so amazing. Thank you for listening and tuning into the podcast. And I will see you on the next episode. 
Thank you for joining me today on the Soul Service Podcast. If you love what you heard, I would be over the moon if you would share this episode with your friends and leave me a five-star review and subscribe over on iTunes. I want to help as many people as I can, and I can't do it without your support. I'll see you on the next episode.